This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. There are certain fantasies that all of our old dads seem to share. Acquiring a cherry red convertible, a passionate evening with Raquel Welsh, and doing that thing where you road trip around and take in a game at every Major League Baseball stadium. That's a wish more easily granted than any of the others, but it's an achievement as ambitious as it is tedious. The sheer logistics of getting tickets to like 30 or so games on successive days in the hotels, food, etc. It boggles the mind. But hey, if you're into baseball, more power to you. Teddy's dad is one of the dads who wanted to embark on that epic baseball road trip. And then they actually did it. Sort of. Partially. Teddy's dad didn't quite make it the full nine innings, so to speak. But we'll get to that. I'm Andrew Tate, and you're listening to Welcome to Paradise, It Sucks. This is episode four. The old ball game. Unlike most of our subjects, Teddy is using his real name. And it's important to mention that because his father named him after Ted Williams. Baseball legend, Hall of Famer, pioneer in cryogenic preservation. Seriously, look it up and enjoy that internet wormhole. Teddy's dad claimed to have a personal connection with Ted Williams back when both men began their baseball careers. Teddy's dad often mentioned how Ted Williams had been his seatmate on bus trips for road games in the late 1930s when they played on a minor league team together. Eh, he had a lot of baseball stories, you know. Uh, he said he, he was the inspiration for Casey at the Bat, which couldn't possibly be true. Also, in that famous poem, Casey spectacularly strikes out. So that's not really a boast. He also said he once drank Mickey Mantle under the table and that the musical Damn Yankees was based on him, which would mean, you know, he sold his soul to the devil in exchange for baseball greatness. Thing was, he was never that great of a baseball player. But he was seemingly cursed when it came to baseball, as he never got beyond the minor leagues. And circumstances surrounding the death of Teddy's father are fraught with baseball-themed misfortune. Some guy on a sports talk radio show was going on and on about how one summer he, you know, went and saw a game at every major league ballpark. And my dad was so taken with the idea. He wanted to do it so bad, but he just never got around to it. But then one year in the mid 90s, Teddy and his dad decided that this pipe dream was more of a bucket list item and that they ought to hurry up and make it happen. The day after his 76th birthday, he went to the doctor and found out the reason he was coughing so much and could barely breathe was that he had emphysema. Uh, he'd smoked since he was 11. He had to go on oxygen, but still clearly didn't have much time left. 
So Teddy started planning their big road trip, potentially an epic vacation, a chance for father and son to heal rifts and bond while they still could, with death ominously warming up in the on-deck circle. On Memorial Day weekend, the ex-minor league ball player and his only living relative, his adult son, named after Ted Williams, began their 28-game jaunt. Where'd you start? San Diego, and then up to L.A. for an Angels game, and then a Dodgers game. And then from there, we went to Oakland, hit San Francisco, and then made our way up to Seattle. Teddy and his father certainly saw a lot of baseball games, if you're into that, which they were. They were also into spending time together, so that was pretty nice. Look, I'm so glad we did it, don't get me wrong, but it was not exactly like an objectively pleasant experience, you know? My dad didn't have a lot of energy or stamina because he was dying from emphysema and he has to lug this oxygen tank around with him on a little cart, right? But he insisted on getting seats in the outfield grandstands because to him, that was the purest and most honest way to see a game. So we had to climb (laughs) flight after flight of stairs. Uh, He'd get winded. We'd have to stop. Uh, In Minneapolis, we didn't even get to our seats until the end of the third inning. And then he was so tired, he just fell asleep until the end of the game. In St. Louis, Teddy's dad indulged in a stadium hot dog. His compromised system couldn't handle it. He vomited all over himself. And the kid sitting next to us. Uh, He spent half of that game in the stadium infirmary. I didn't even know that stadiums had infirmaries. The road-tripping duo saw the insides of a couple more stadium infirmaries that week, such as the ones at Chicago's Wrigley Field and Comiskey Park. The morning after they saw the Chicago White Sox play, Teddy's father's health took a drastic turn. He died in his sleep in a motel room. Uh, I woke up in the morning and he didn't. Teddy arranged for his father's body to be flown back home to Scottsdale. As the deceased didn't have many close relatives and all of his best friends had died, Teddy opted against a funeral and, per his father's wishes, had him cremated. It's almost like he knew he wasn't going to make it the whole trip because he kept saying almost every day that if anything happens to him, I should finish the trip and bring him, meaning his ashes, with me to the games. I kind of had to do it. He kind of had to do it. So after an interruption of a couple of weeks to tend to his father's cremation and settling of his affairs, Teddy continued the see a game at every major league stadium gambit alone. But not really alone. He had his dad's ashes with him, safely ensconced in a New York Yankees pinstriped urn. I flew up to Canada to see a Montreal Expos game, but I didn't get to go. Remember how I coyly and quietly said at the top of the show that this all occurred in the mid-1990s? To be more specific, this story took place in the summer of 1994, when a strike abruptly ended the Major League Baseball season in August, about two months ahead of schedule. (laughs) 
so then the whole trip was canceled or at least delayed you know maybe a few weeks or maybe until the next season i was just going to go home but i couldn't get a flight teddy tried to change his scheduled flight by moving it up a couple of days there were no flights available and all of the hotels near the montreal airport were booked up because of some conference this left teddy stranded in an airport for a little over 48 hours yeah i didn't really want to leave you know because i'd have to go back through customs and stuff so i just stayed in the airport going up to the counter every few hours asking about cancellations or or free spots Uh, i just (laughs) kind of wandered around i ate a bunch of bad food and checked out newsstands i took naps in chairs sitting upright it was exhausting oh and through it all and to make it somehow even worse Teddy was carrying around a big, heavy, baseball-themed urn full of his father's fresh cremains. Uh, Only for a little while, uh, one of the desk agents kindly asked if they could store the urn for me so I didn't have to carry it around anymore. I was so tired and fried that I didn't really give it another thought, you know? Where did they put it? I don't know. I never saw it again. So yeah, to recap... Teddy was stuck in a foreign country with no way out, in an airport for 48 hours, lugging around the remains of his very recently deceased father that he had intended to take to a baseball game that got cancelled. And then the airline lost the ashes. When it was finally time to get on my actual flight, I asked the airline employees there about my ashes, and they just had no idea what I was talking about. They said they, you know, looked in the spots where the guy would have put it, but they didn't find anything, so they completely lost it. It was a matter that would have to wait, because Teddy's flight was finally boarding. At least this ordeal would be over, and he'd be home soon. Yeah, I just resigned myself to the idea of making a lot of phone calls to lost baggage departments when I got home. I just wanted to go home. I think it's Murphy's Law, that old cynical expression about how anything that can go wrong will. It's actually extremely true, at least when it comes to travel. They got everybody on the plane, and we just sit there for like a half an hour, right? And then finally the captain comes on and says they're just waiting to correct a minor mechanical issue and that we should be in the air in under an hour, whatever. A 90-minute delay. Not too bad. But then that hour was up, right? And then another, and then another, and then at this point, people are getting really restless and antsy, and they're demanding answers. I mean, frazzled flight attendants, it was, I mean, it was awful. Uh, They wouldn't let anybody off. It was so hot. I mean, this is August, right? And they're not turning on the AC. A flight attendant said they couldn't turn it on while they were fixing the mechanical issue. Some people handled the heat better than others. I had a middle seat. And the guy in the window seat by me was very old, very old guy, dressed to like the nines. I'm talking like full suit, shine shoes. Not the best choice for summer. Uh, He just kept kind of muttering about how hot he was, sweating a lot, like heavy breathing. He's fanning himself, trying to turn on that little fan in the ceiling, but, you know, that wouldn't work for him. He kept asking the flight attendant for ice and water. Eventually, they just stopped coming. And then, after about four hours of fighting with the heat, the heat won. The old guy made this sound that I'll never forget. 
and uh, he, he gasped and he just sort of slumped down on me. And at first I just tried to tap him on his shoulder and then I was like, excuse me, sir, uh, sir, excuse me, stuff like that. I just couldn't get him to move. So I tried to shift in my seat. I tried to do anything just to kind of jolt him awake so he'd get off me, but that didn't work. And he just slumped down more. Uh, and then I just realized that he had just died. Whenever I used to have any kind of health problem or medical problem, I would immediately jump into that dark pit of despair that we call message boards online, searching for other people with similar symptoms, always going with the worst random internet-fueled self-diagnosis. I can tell you from a lifetime of experience, you're extremely unlikely to find quality medical advice on some kind of message board or even in your favorite group chat but you can find it from a doctor on ZocDoc. Thousands of medical professionals on ZocDoc are there to help you. They listen like a true friend, and they give you the expert care that you need. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, are available when you need them, and treat almost every condition under the sun. When you're not feeling your best and you're trying to hold it together, Finding great care shouldn't take up all of your energy, and that's where ZocDoc comes in. Using their free app that millions of users rely on, you can find the right doctor that meets your needs and fits your schedule. Book an appointment with a few taps in their app and start feeling better faster with ZocDoc. Just go to ZocDoc.com paradise and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within just 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com. ZocDoc.com slash paradise. Again, that's ZocDoc.com slash paradise. Now back to the show. Teddy hit the flight attendant button, but like the row that cried wolf, Nobody would come because they had been delivering so much ice and water while dealing with a plane full of exhausted and irate passengers. Nobody would come, so I just started screaming for help. That got their attention. To her credit, she handled the situation with as much tact as possible. I whispered to her that I thought the man laying on top of me had died, and she said, I see, and then she tried to feel around on his neck for a pulse, and then his arm, and she couldn't find one. She said, I'll be right back. And she ran towards the front of the plane. Must have been like 20 minutes later she came back. And by the look on her face, I could tell she wasn't going to give me good news. The flight attendant explained to Teddy that she told the pilot what had happened, who had relayed the information to the crew in the airport. They reiterated that nobody was allowed off of the plane, not even dead people, nor was anyone allowed on, not even paramedics or officials or whoever's job it was to remove a dead body. From the plane. So I'm so tired, and I'm just like trying not to yell. And I'm I was pleading with this flight attendant. The pilot came on the speaker to tell the flight attendants to prepare for takeoff, and he's apologizing for the delay. We've been cleared for departure. The passengers, or at least all of the ones who were alive, burst into applause. Well, not Teddy. He had an increasingly stiffening dead guy laying on his left arm, so he couldn't move it to clap. 
He couldn't even read the in-flight magazine or get out his Discman. Again, it was 1994. He just had to endure the seven-hour flight. It was a nonstop thing. Beneath a dead stranger. And of course, this ended up being the smoothest flight I've ever been on. Like, no turbulence. Uh, We actually landed a couple minutes early. Upon arrival in California, the passengers were instructed to remain in their seats while some medical personnel rushed on board and tastefully removed the dead man from the plane. So they basically heaved him up over me, threw him on a gurney, put a blanket on him, and then wheeled him out. The worst baseball road trip in history was finally, mercifully, over for Teddy. But hey, at least he had mourning his father's death to look forward to. And then he also needed to try and find his father's curiously and mysteriously missing remains. Three hours of phone calls with various airline underlings yielded no results. Those ashes were gone like they were dust in the wind. Or, you know, ashes. Six months later, Teddy received a package. It was an urn filled with ashes. Yeah, it was not my father's urn. Or my father's ashes, but they tried. The package also included a formal apology letter and a $30 coupon for Teddy's next trip, which, like Teddy's father, had already expired. baseball fans, it's a beautiful day for America's national pastime, Andrew's Travel Tips. Tip number one, it's your vacation. Treat yourself. Teddy's father insisted that they get nosebleed seats that they would have to climb up to, to their own detriment. Seeing things up close is also good. It's more expensive, sure, but it's worth it. You're worth it. It's your vacation, and you only get so many life experiences before you die, which may lurk right around the corner. Tip number two, have backups. With the circus-like atmosphere and laughable business plan followed by most airlines, it's never a bad idea to have other travel and lodging options should your primary choices fall apart. As wonderful of a city as Montreal can be, you don't want to be stranded in its airport for two whole days. Tip number three, travel light. And I mean that literally. Teddy had to carry around that heavy urn with his father's ashes in it, and that's why it wound up lost. If he opted for a lighter carrying case, or travel urn, if you will, those cremains never would have disappeared into the bowels of a Canadian airport, never to be seen again. Thank you for listening to Welcome to Paradise, It Sucks. And don't forget to write a review wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps us out. While you're at it, follow me at Let's Not Meet Cast on Instagram for more updates on upcoming episodes. And check out my other shows, Let's Not Meet, a true horror podcast, and Odd Trails at crypticcountypodcasts.com 
or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to hear your worst vacation story on the show, please email us at welcome to paradise it sucks at gmail.com. Until then, maybe go to a basketball game instead, or just watch it on TV at home. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.